can't blame you. fire me. Dude, you know what? You can try to flip this table over <laughs> if you want. Just let me know so I can pick up the beer. It's too heavy. So, Oh, come on. Don't be like that. Don't wuss out. It's not that heavy. Minimal, it looks heavy. He's, we're getting minimal effort from Josh. <laughs> Already minimum effort. Fucking step one. <laughs> story in the news today you believe in ghosts and the paranormal do i now, are they are they ufos or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental i don't know planes that they're building and police in espanola are catching more than just criminals they're catching images of what they believe are ghosts weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles, everybody. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. <laughs> That's not even fucking funny, dude. <laughs> That's his real voice. He's been masking it this whole time. <laughs> it's too, way too close to Halloween, yeah. and I just watch Exorcist. That's so. my real voice. This is my radio voice. <laughs> Which one's better? Y'all be the judge. <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. Goddamn. So, hey, welcome, everybody. Um, this actually is our news episode that we do monthly. Um, so this could be kind of a fun roundtable, I think. I had a problem kind of slimming down my news stories. I don't know if anybody else did. Because there's a slew. There's a lot out there. I yeah. didn't have a problem because most of the ones I picked turned out to be duds. Oh, I hate yeah, that. You got that happening. See, sometimes I do that too. I that think is. it's. I think it's the way I pick them. <laughs> well, you think so? I mean, there's, there's just like a lot of like clickbait kind of yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. sensationalism in the headline, and then you're like, oh fuck, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And then save it, go you, back and look at it later. And yeah. it's like, oh, this yeah. is fucking garbage. Alien Imbros yeah. find in Arizona. I was like, no. Yeah, then you just read it and you're yeah. like, I can't. No. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, turns out astronauts don't really be fucking. God damn it. Yeah, there's that. Although I did see a quick little news clip of uh, they grew cotton on the moon. Really? It, it died, but they grew it. Um, it grew a leaf, evidently. That's good. A Chinese rover. <laughs> so I'm cool. like, I don't know. Now you're taking cotton and potato seeds, and they had something else and something else. Everything else died, but the cotton actually started growing. So wow. I don't know. You know, it is what it is. Maybe we got a plantation up there now. We'll see what happens. But anyway, welcome to the news episode. Um, I think uh, we want to start actually. So we have people sometimes that write in and call in. And we have a letter, and John, you had a question, not really a question, but I, because you never read the book, I think, but we both, we were kind of reviewing the movie It, uh, yeah. part two. Yeah. And there was a scene in there, and for those of you who have not seen it, I don't want to, well, I so much want to spoil it for you. Um, However, how long has it been out? Oh, yeah, but there's still people that uh, wait for the Blu-ray thing. No, answer the fucking question. Oh, how long Jesus has it been out? God, I sent your fucking It's angst. only like two weeks. Yeah, that's all you get. <laughs> That's all you fucking get. People no. didn't wait to spoil okay. Infinity War or Endgame for me. Get off the table, Josh. Okay. So, <laughs> well, sorry. We're just, just going to say spo spoiler alert for yeah, it, okay. too. If you haven't yeah. seen it yet, fast forward, what, like 30 seconds a minute? Yeah, a minute and a half. We'll give it a minute and a half. Okay. You know, and the watch them clip on just as, as I'm revealing the entire fucking scope of the whole thing. Um, but we did have a letter. So John had an answer about a scene that was in the movie. Very beginning of the movie, there's this horrible... And you're right when you said, was it needed? 
because just, yeah, just an unnecessary hate crime at the beginning of the movie. Right. I yeah. wasn't too sure. So we had uh, Austin who wrote us an email and he's going to try to explain this. So here's the email. Uh, so the gates are probably closed on this one, but I just listened to episode 81 and when John uh, was asking if the horrible opening scene was in the book, it actually is. In the book, the second half starts with that murder. It's the chapter titled After the Festival, and in the book, the attackers and the surviving victim of the attack all mention a clown under the bridge. The police cover that up and don't let that part of the story reach the public. So in the book, I think it's there to show that the police actively cover up the existence of a crazed clown, but in the movie, I didn't really see the need for it. Stephen King said he added that part to a story because it was based on a real attack that happened in Maine while he was writing. He said the news of the attack was really fucked up and fucked him up, and uh, he felt the need to include it. I guess all he changed from the real-life event was the names and obviously the addition of Pennywise. P.S. Loved the last episode about the Haunted Sea. Thanks for the entertainment. And that's from Austin. Awesome. Thanks, Austin. And you're welcome. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we like doing this. That's I mean, just as well, fun. put in context like that, that makes sense. Um, but I don't think I got from the movie that the police were covering anything up, or you know, like I, I don't think it, that was in. Like he said, yeah. it, it can, maybe that guy kind of floated over a little yeah, bit. Sure. Get it floated. Uh, uh, it, anyway, it almost it almost sounds like <laughs> uh, it was just a botched attempt at making that scene like it sounds like it was very relevant in the book and it mm. could have been relevant in the movie but they just didn't do it right yeah might have been well that's you good know. to know i mean at least it was in the book yeah at least it wasn't like gratuitous shitty violence for no for gratuitous shitty violence yeah and I, I think that was your main call on that too yeah so. i just didn't see what like how it affected the story at all yeah yeah, I totally get that. So. Well, first of all, thank you, Austin, for writing in. Second of all, another quick little movie blurb, uh, speaking of gratuitous violence. I saw The Joker on Saturday. Wow. Pretty good. Okay, we can't spoil that one yet. No, we're not. We're not spoiling that one, but I will say, fuck the critics and fuck the people talking about, oh, you can't talk about that. You can't do that. It was great. It was fan. I still think it looks dumb as fuck. I know you do, dude, but it was really, really good. So, you know, just for those of you who are kind of on the fence, I will say a quick little thing on this is if you're really a diehard comic book fan that's going to see this movie and you think it is part of a Marvel Universe or an attachment to DC and it's going to kind of sphere this whole thing together, you will be sorely disappointed. Because are you it's saying not like it's that. not the Joker's true origin story? It is, but in a and weird way. It should not have ever been even fucking made. <laughs> no, they t- God, you are so negative today. Do I'm I need saying, to give you a man. back rub, dude? Maybe. Yeah. From no. every person I've heard, they say it's awesome. It's awesome. It's aw- They take it off the killing joke a little bit. So those of you who know the killing joke and that graphic novel, they kind of spin off that and kind of that build up a little, you know, and it, and it is very dark. It's very psychotic. But it is very well, well, it's off on its own little thing for DC, if you ask me. So Yeah, the only like actual criticisms I've heard about it that I thought had merit were just the way that they portray, uh, and this is secondhand because I haven't seen it and probably fucking won't, but um, <laughs> this is... Uh, Honesty. The, like just the way they said they portrayed like mental illness and how like all of a sudden he's smooth and cool when he goes off his meds and embraces the fucking darkness. Uh, and just yeah. like that kind There's of stuff that. that was kind of like, mm, is well, that really what you want to be doing? Well, but you know, it's a movie. It's still so, a movie. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. It's a movie made for entertainment. And if people can't separate a fictional story 
happening in a fictional world. You got yeah, a problem. I think you need to fucking figure it out and grow up. So yeah. the shitty thing is, I think they definitely overestimated the uh, the possibility of someone going Aurora, Colorado on a theater again. Yeah, um, because of the movie and the subject matter, but also it sucks that the world is fucked up enough that they even thought that was a possibility. I, I'm going to go mean, with that route because it is. It does suck. I mean, the world's that on edge. It sucks right that that's right. not like a thought that someone brings up and everyone's like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. That they're right. like, oh, shit. Right, yeah. like that's a com- mm, like that's a comic story. Like that would never happen. And yeah. yes, it is a shitty deal that that's where we're at. And so I see that aspect of it. I'm not trying to poo-poo, you know, mental illness or that's a case. But again, I'm sorry. I'm with it. It's a fucking movie. Go watch a movie. Go watch a well-written or, script. Or don't. Yeah, and just leave it be. If you think you're kind of fucked up and you like rubbing your cat the wrong way just to make him fucking mad, maybe you shouldn't watch this movie. Yeah. I'm just saying. So. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Um, News, everybody, because we got a lot. Uh, Who wants to kick this off? Um. I like to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's for you to say that. (laughs) No sloppy seconds for you. I I don't like sloppy seconds. Yeah. Um, so Bob Lazar has a book coming out an autobiography. Um, it's supposed to come out in September. It looks like it has a release date of October 15th. And if you don't know who Bob Lazar is and you've been living under a rock, um, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you don't know who Bob Lazar yeah. is. Fuck. <laughs> but, um, just a quick, very quick, uh, Bob Lazar is the whistleblower for Area 51. He worked at a site called S4, came out in the 80s. Um, George Knapp has covered him. I mean, Jeremy Corbell came out with a documentary about him. So, I mean, he's, like I said, yeah, he's, he's, he's the out reason there. we know about Area 51. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He's a legend completely. And, you know, he was on the Joe Rogan show. So, if you don't know who Bob Lazar is, he's out there. Check it out. Uh, but for some reason, there's some controversy on, um, who is publishing the book. So I guess, hmm. I guess Tom DeLong was on Joe Rogan, that horrible interview that he did um, a couple years ago saying he was going to release Bob Lazar's book. And then nothing was said about it. And then all of a sudden it's just like, there's been no promotion, no anything. And all of a sudden it's being released in October um, by uh, Beyonce style. It's just by a company called um, Interstellar. Mm. Of course. But now somebody and Interstellar only has this book on it. Um, but Interesting. And uh, and this guy that wrote the blog where I got it from, I don't even know why it matters. Like, But um, apparently TTSA is um, releasing it under the umbrella Interstellar publishing. Really? Uh, that makes sense if they want to keep them separate. Or yeah. like one. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a total totally corporate thing mm. like yeah i mean he's like this audiobook also included a small note stating that ttsa retained the co- retain the copyright and uh you know he said like the interstellar logo has like it's on a black backdrop with white lines it's like reading between the sure. lines of everything oh, Jesus. um but i mean apparently ttsa is releasing bob Lazar's book and I don't know why it matters. Um, it doesn't. It's basically p- companies do things like this to like keep some separation. Yeah. So that like if people think TTSA is controversial or like a joke, 
it, their names not on the yeah. book. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I just, know what you're saying on that. Yeah. Like my, my corporate overlords uh, have several companies. <laughs> you don't that call that to their name, dude. <laughs> to their Jesus. name, no, to their face, yes. <laughs> Actually, no, I like my job and I want to keep it. Um, but uh, we have several subsidiary companies that we all that are all spinoffs of the main company that are uh, that so are can, under one umbrella. But that's not the umbrella. The oh, name yeah, of the yeah, umbrella is thing. not what we go for, go by. Yeah, now. right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, so yeah, so uh, I'm just excited that um, his autobiography is coming out. Um, it's called Dreamland, and you can order it. Oh, sorry, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm next in line for a question. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's called Dreamland, and it will be out October fifteenth. So okay, so here, and I don't know what you guys are thinking about this whole thing, but Bomb Lazar, yes, he came out. He was kind of the whistleblower for Area 51, but. He he really, and this may be a mute point, but he really was kind of quiet. Like he kept a very private thing going on as far as his life because of kind of the hot seat he put himself into. Yeah. Now he's coming out with a book. But I mean, he came out with this over 30 years ago. He did, true. And yeah. he hasn't. But look at the time we're in right now. Are you what are you alluding to? Yeah. Well, out, you Shane. know, I'm kind of alluding that you know, everything's in the news, what we're doing, Tom Long's DeLong's involved. There's a lot of there's a lot of gears going here in the machine. Well, do you think this is part of that? Or do you think this is Bob just finally you know what? This is now it's, it's mainstream. Now I feel free. Now I feel like I want to put this out I because think that's part maybe of it. I, I he think, deservedly wants to get fucking paid. Which is awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm for that. I mean, I'm not saying he's solely in it for the money. I don't think money has anything to do with it. Um, If he was in it to get paid, he would have capitalized on it in the late 80s and the early 90s. There would have been books and books and books and books. He would have have done books. He would have gone on speaking tours. He would have have already capitalized on this and potentially still been capitalizing on this. I think now with all the work that TTSA has done with – the release of the Navy footage. Maybe she feels safe. Getting Tucker really? Carlson to interview them on fuck Fox Tucker News. Carlson. Yeah, fuck him. But I mean, it's in the mainstream. <laughs> it's in the mainstream eye. You know, like Fox News is constantly talking about it. New York Times. Like, and Bob probably just got approached by. And and that's you know, you know what I'm I'm like, not knocking him down. I don't want anybody to think that I'm knocking him down. I know it's it sounds like this has been in the works for a little bit. Oh, I'm sure it has. Right, I mean, that's can, kind of so. Like, well, don't write my, a book in two weeks. No, wait. Well, no. My uh, <laughs> my theory on it is that because uh, when Corbell was promoting the documentary he did on Bob Lazar, he talked a lot about how it was really hard to get him to talk about any of it. Yeah. And I think maybe through that process of like coaxing him into opening up about it and talking about it, uh, maybe he's just more comfortable with it now and like wants to tell the story. And and that's you know why I'm I leaning. Mean? I think that probably is more likely the case. It, it just you know the I'm trying to play that devil's advocate in the back of the mind. Where sure, you know, okay, you have this these other groups that are going to say such and such and such. How do you kind of defend that? I, I think this is f- like finally the definitive. End all be all. You know, he's got the documentary about him. Mm -hmm. Here's my autobiography. Here's the book. Everything's in the basket. Everything is in here. If you have a question, reference this book. Yeah, leave me the fuck alone. I'm done. Like, leave me to do live my life. Could be. I think that's the other thing. Because in that documentary, he did say that he came out in the late 80s, early 90s 
because he was scared for his life. Basically. Yeah, he was doing. He it. really was. And I mean, that was, was yeah. yeah, and it was basically an insurance policy. Like, okay, exactly. I've said all this crazy shit. Sure. If I turn up dead tomorrow, now you people, know. Yeah, people are gonna know it's true. Yeah, right. Right. So it's easier to make him look like a fucking dickhead and a quack. Yeah. So he's either re-upping his life insurance policy, or uh, he. I think it's more likely he wants to uh, just get that book out there so people will leave him alone. Because ever since then, like even in the documentary, he said that he didn't want to talk about it. He yeah. just felt like yeah, he, he was had very standoffish. Yeah. He was like, "Don't call yeah. me. Don't write me. Like, yeah, leave like, me yeah. alone, please." And that's why uh, that's why I raised that question. Not not a big deal, but you know, yeah, there could be different ways about it. But interesting. Um, no. I personally, and I hope it sells wait. out. And I hope he gets fucked. Oh big. fucking man, I can't wait to order it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. I just think, yeah, I I, I think it, he's not doing this for the money because he would have already done it no, for the money. I don't think he's doing it for the money. I just hope he gets the money. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's a Definitely. kickback to that. Yeah. So. Oh, cool, cool article. Et moi. Um, so this headline is, uh, Scientists Say Alien Probes Have Been Spying on Earth. It's from Freaklore. <laughs> yeah, but I've been seeing this all over, though. Uh, well, I was actually going to cover this a f- like a week or so ago. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so I'm glad Sorry, co- guys. No, I'm glad you're covering <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so this uh, physicist, uh, so James Benford is a physicist and independent researcher who is also associated with SETI. Uh, last year at a conference held in Houston, he spoke about a theory that our world has been bugged by aliens, air quotes around bugged. Right. Um, he, along with others out there, believe that the uh, or that co-orbitals revolving around the world could be a way to detect these probes. He also believes that they have been there since before humans evolved into what we are today. And uh, so the article went on for quite a while saying co-orbitals without saying what co-orbitals are which was really <laughs> I think that's a made up word <laughs> so um, so the first one was found around 97 um, another in 2010 and more recently in 2015 most of the 15 or so known co-orbitals were found around 2010 so what these are are asteroids that loosely orbit the earth as we orbit the sun um, the closest one is uh, 38 lunar distances away so it's not like they're close. Sure, know? sure, sure. Yeah, but in space um, terms, that's close. Yeah. So they tend to hover around the Earth in various configurations, some resembling tadpoles or like a horseshoe, uh, just as they're kind of like basically a cloud. It, is this like a serial of Lucky Charms that's kind of floating around yeah. the Earth? Okay. Space Charms. Right. These yeah. are the co-orbitals? Yeah. <laughs> would be a <laughs> shitty band name. Um, it would be totally. <laughs> uh, so... Um, so they enjoy, SETI researchers do enjoy the idea of co-orbitals revolving around our planet, but finding further knowledge from them is a long shot. Uh, but it's one they're willing to take. So Paul Davies is a physicist and astrobiologist at Arizona State University. Hmm. Um, and he's associated with SETI. Uh, and he was also associated with, uh, Benford's paper on the idea of all of this, uh, which was published in the Astronomical Journal, if anyone wants to look oh, wow. that up, like okay. September 20th-ish. Hmm. Um, so basically, uh, this guy said, Paul Davies said, um, if it costs very little to go take a look, why not? Even if we don't find ET, we might find something of interest. And then the article just kind of goes on to talk about Alpha Centauri and how interesting it would be if the asteroids were probes, which it is, but... 
Well, you um, know what's funny about that whole thing? Number one, a lot of the professors that are doing that um, or have these ideas, I guess these theories, are professors from the Western Hemisphere, like Arizona and New Mexico, Montana, for example. Michael P. Masters is a good Do you mean good hemisphere one. or Well, part the, of the hemisphere US? is my little weird term to say this part of the United States. Okay. Thing. I was <laughs> like, the hemisphere is pretty but, big there, yeah. But I mean, that, yeah, I just find that funny that that's kind of the case. You yeah. Know? And on top of that, look at Japan. They landed a probe on a meteorite. They're still yeah. on it, I think, aren't they? Taking as far pictures. As I know. Yeah, so I don't know. That's um, interesting. So in closing, basically the dude said, imagine if alien life may have visited our world ages ago. Perhaps all they found were dinosaurs or microorganisms or some kind of bacteria. These probes left behind might still be transmitting data back to them. Uh, and then they start hinting that, at, that the asteroids 38 times farther away than the moon might be responsible for abductions and cattle mutilations and shit. And oh, I just started Jesus laughing. Christ. But it is a really interesting I mean, theory. <laughs> like, I, one to five. What? A, I mean, I've seen that in a lot of movies. You know, I, I have, mean, yeah. Where yeah. in a lot of movies I thought were really good and interesting right. where something looks like a rock floating in space and it's actually a giant ship. And, well, take, for example, yeah. the very first thing that came through our solar system. Yeah, that Oumuamua, or whatever yeah. it was, Oumuamua. It looks like a giant rock, or whatever visual they had. So I, I don't know if you can disguise something. Look at the Trojan horse back in history. Yeah, yeah I guess something you said about that. And I mean, we don't know what's causing cattle mutilations and abductions. No. So uh, we don't. But I just thought it was funny that that's a that's another know. theory in the. Did you guys ever watch the move the TV show People of Earth? It was on like TBS for like a season and a half. Oh, I love that show. It's dude. so good. But every, like really when I was good. reading that article, I got the visual of the like their ship orbiting the moon. Oh my god, <laughs> like, that was funny. Uh, it just cracked me up. Anyway. No, that was a good show. Well, you mentioned cattle mutilations in your uh, story, so here's one for you. Five bulls found dead in Oregon. Then the story gets weird. Yes, you guys oh, heard about this? I one? was going to cover this. Oh, funny. I forgot yeah. about it. I read this article. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is uh, October 2nd. This is from uh, NBC News and other places as well. Uh, theories about what happened to the bulls have included bugs, uh, them being mutilated, and a spaceship and a work of a cult. So this happened in Salem, Oregon. The first dead bull was found in a timbered ravine in eastern Oregon. There was no indication it had been shot, attacked by predators, or eating poisonous plants. The animal's sex organs and tongue had been removed. All the blood was gone. That's a big flag. Just, yep. you know, call me crazy. In the next okay, few days, crazy. four more heifer bulls were found within 1.5 miles in the same condition. There were no tracks around the carcasses. Ranch management and law enforcement suspect that someone killed the bulls. Ranch hands have been advised to travel in pairs and to go armed, which they have been doing. Um, the theories range from scavengers such as carry-on bugs eating the carcasses to people attacking the animals to cause financial harm to ranchers. One person suggested that Jenkins look for craters underneath the carcasses, saying it would be evidence the bulls had been levitated into a spaceship, mutilated, and then dropped back into the ground. <laughs> so, Damn. So that that's going on. Um, it goes on to just say there was five of them. Uh, there's no blood. There's no any. And again, this is similar for those of you who've listened to the podcast. We talked about Skinwalker Ranch. The, the, just to touch on, this is something that happened at Skinwalker Ranch when we talk about mutilations. Literally, they were splayed open. 
no blood, no blood in the grass, nothing around, everything's gone. Surgical cuts. Surgical mm-hmm. cuts all laid out. Made and this seems, instruments. yeah, and this yeah, seems like it's exact same like thing. predation. No, not at all. You know, this is not an animal that attacked the cattle, evidently. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so they are still looking for what's going on. A couple of U.S. senators urged the FBI to investigate, according to FBI documents. After saying it lacked jurisdiction, the FBI agreed to investigate on cases on tribal lands, but the mutilation stopped. Former FBI agent Kenneth Rummel, who headed the investigation, said there were no indication that anything other than common predators were responsible. So there you go. What do there's you think about that? I mean, there's no, no way it can be a common predator. No. A common predator no. doesn't. No. I, I, the, if a if a wolf eats a cow or whatever, it's going to be don't, messy. They don't take a fucking yeah. fork and knife and a napkin. Now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. It's going to be messy. There's going to be blood everywhere. There's going to be footprints. There's going to well, be fucking large chunks taken out, like and, gnarly, like yes. archaic, like gnarly chunks taken out. There's not an animal. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, and these these people know what an animal attack looks like. They know what of course. a a wolf or something taking down a a bull or a cow looks like. If they're saying that's not what it looks like, they would know because it's not like they're finding these carcasses weeks later when maybe that evidence would have rotted or been washed away. Mm-hmm. Like they're finding it like within a day or two of the last time they saw the cow. And they're finding them together. Destroyed. They're finding them in one localized area. Yeah. It's not like they're finding them on 500 acres and they're spread to different corners of whatever that, that ranch may be. That's not the case. No. These are all in one legitimate area. Now, I will say when they mention cults, I'm, I'm not going to rule know. that out, but God damn it, that's a lot of work. I mean, I guess you can't rule it out because we don't know. But, I mean, man, if that is a cult, that is that is taking some... I want one knowledge one aspect of of this of the cattle mutilation phenomenon that like people kind of gloss over when they start talking about cults is the lack of blood and the way the wounds look surgical but also cauterized mm-hmm. right like right like they were done with a heat probe um, of some sort or unless, something where it was quick unless it's a magic laser knife I don't think cults <laughs> have laser knives you, you know don't have saying? a magic na- laser like, knife in your closet well, I don't know I've been watching some old ass anime lately maybe they have like some kind of like fucking electric sword they summon <laughs> but I and if it was don't think yeah. so if it was a if it was a cult um wouldn't there be footprints yeah, wouldn't there be some type of there marking? would be human tracks? And also, Something. it's a giant heifer. Unless they have a spell for that, they have a giant heifer. They're not. You you can't do that. One man just take down a giant cow. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think, and if if you had 10, 15 people on this, or even five, you're going to leave impressions mm-hmm. on the ground. And I'm sorry, dude. Even if I was part of a cult and I knew, I say I was a doctor. Say for example, I had knowledge of how to surgically cut and do that and surgically remove the blood. I'd start with maybe a fucking rabbit. It wouldn't be a cow. That's a lot to well, fucking bite what off. What if you were a butcher in a cult? Well, you fucking show me that guy, and I'll be more than happy. Yeah, works to Smith. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I think I, I think the cult angle gets overblown because it's like I think it's just satanic panic from the eighties. Yeah, exactly. It's salacious and it's like, yeah, we don't trust people yep. who worship things we think are bad, but like It's the devil. Most, <laughs> most of the research I've heard done into cults, if they're fucking mutilating anybody, it's the people in the cults. There ain't no shit about that. And the yeah. thing is the only reason I say that is because honestly, out of all the other stuff that they have you know it's not a predator. 
Yeah, there's no way it's going to be. one hundred percent the not, predator. I mean, the predator makes way more sense than fucking right. The yeah. wolf and our Schwarzenegger's in the fucking trees bitch. waiting. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. It was an interesting article. It has not been something else has happened about three months ago that's similar to that, but this has been kind of the first mass mutilation. Yeah. I guess has been around yeah. for um, recently. They were talking maybe recently, but. I mean, this has been going on yeah, the but 60s, 70s. So for a while. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about this on Mysterious Universe a couple weeks ago when the story was kind of coming out. They kind of went back and did some cattle mutilation stuff, and they said that it kind of goes in cycles. And they put forward a theory of uh, there being like maybe a couple of different civilizations that are maybe at odds with each other that come here and do stuff and maybe don't like humans because I heard about that because cows are genetically similar and maybe they're trying to like build a one, one civilization is trying to engineer a prion disease that would wipe us out. And the other civilization is trying to stop them and get the antidote. And there was like a lot of like, they talked a lot about human mutilations where people being abducted have seen humans being treated the same way that cows are treated. Well, well, that goes back to the same thing as, you know, in the 50s and 60s when supposedly we made an agreement with the greys and they had this and there was other species supposedly, again, that, you know, they were at war with and they weren't really friendly. They were more violent than anything. And they went about it this way and the greys went about it this way. And and there was something about that. Yeah. And that maybe that fits into that sphere, too. But again, Um, I I mean, whether they're related or not, it's just it's really interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah, well, and yeah. science fiction, and not one mutilation has ever been solved. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, exactly. They've never came to go. Oh, well, we got this. We found that uh, rabbit down the road. Yeah, that you know he's got a knife and saber tooth fucking teeth. And so out of yeah, out of I mean, out of thousands of mutilations across the country, not one has been solved. Did you see the to, pictures on the? Oh, sorry. Josh. Well, I was just going to say to circle back. Like these are ranchers. They know what it looks like when a predator kills an animal. Absolutely. Right. That's why they haven't been solved because when the, the cops or whoever, mm-hmm. fucking police, tries to <laughs> uh, say, oh, it's a wolf, they're like, no, that's not what this looks like. Yeah. A wolf looks like this. Here's a picture of a carcass torn to fucking shreds. Like, yeah. You right. You know. Well, and that's the thing where, you know, as police, you really should take that knowledge into account. These people, this is their living. This is what they do. They live this every day. A cop wouldn't be you there know? if he saw uh, one of his heifers get mutilated by a no. predator. No, it, that's no, that, no yeah. He exactly. would be he would drive his four wheeler down the road and go Oh God a fucking coyote it. ate like my fucking somebody yeah right. like like yeah it yeah. just wouldn't yeah. it would be a non issue. No. It would be an issue for the farmer, but that's it. Yeah, like it, it the only reason they would call the cops would be to say if they're in an area where the predator they think did it is a protected species to say this thing is killing my livestock. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and agreed. That's it. Totally agreed. Oh. So anyway, interesting. I thought. Anyway, case solved. Boom. <laughs> it's not wolves. Thank you, <laughs> Agatha Christie. Well, we can tell you what it's not. <laughs> um, man, are we going back to me? Yeah, it's your turn, buddy. Oh, little old me. Uh, well, I can't stop thinking about TTSA. Um, to the Stars Academy. If anybody still doesn't know what that is. I feel like I talk about it constantly. They're, um, they're just always, out there. They're just always in the news. Um, I was reading a, an article by MJ Benias 
um, from Vice.com. It's Tom DeLong's UFO research company paid $35,000 for exotic metals that might actually just be slag. <laughs> I hate oh, that shit. fucking word, but wouldn't that be a <laughs> shitty deal? God damn. So, um, according to the Star's September filings with the Securities Exchange Commission, it turns out those little bits of metal cost the company a cool $35,000. Jesus. God. And, yeah, apparently they got this metamaterial from Linda Moulton Howe. And they... Who is, just for the audience, or me, Um, I don't know that name. Oh, okay. So Linda Moulton Howe, she Strange Harvest. Yes, yeah, Strange don't know Harvest. Who Linda Moulton Howe is this actually is? Um, she did this crazy documentary, not crazy, a really good documentary. Um, and I don't have like the dates here, but it was early '90s, late '80s, something yeah. like that. She's the reason that you and I know about cattle mutilations. Oh yeah. no shit. Yeah. Oh okay. She did. She started out as an investigative journalist. She went in like as a regular, respected investigative journalist. Mm-hmm went in on the cattle mutilation story and then like got sucked into the fucking rabbit hole of just the weird and oh, is okay. no longer so respected and sometimes what is she you hear the doing stu- now? stuff from here, her that's just fucking out there. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, so it's one like of Like she's stories. still she's not like like a fall from grace or anything. She's Right. A lot of people still take what she has to say seriously, but she mm. sometimes says some wacky ass shit. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've never, yeah, I never. Yeah, heard of it. yeah, but uh, you know, she's the one that put cattle mutilations yeah. on the map. Like dudes, wow. nerds like us owe her a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I hope whatever I said didn't come off disrespectfully <laughs> to her. Because <laughs> no, like, no, I think I think that's okay. Yeah, um, UFO researcher Keith Basterfield posted links to the most recent SEC filings for To the Stars. Dated September 29th, the financial documents include an asset purchase agreement related to the sale of Rabbit Ears metal pieces. To the Stars Academy is listed as the buyer, and company CEO Thomas DeLong is listed as the seller. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas DeLong. So official. (laughs) Um, The price is $35,000. The filings say that a physicist employed by To the Stars named Hal Putoff is analyzing the metals. Um, according to the document, the purchased assets are one, 1.775 inch by 1.25 inch by 0.25 inch piece of micron layered bismuth slash magnesium zinc metal Two six pieces of bismuth, magnesium, zinc metal, three, one piece of aluminum that TTSA physicist Hal put off already in his possession that is currently on loan from seller, which I guess seller would be Tom DeLong. Uh, and four Thomas. One, oh, excuse me, Thomas. <laughs> nice correction. And four one round black and silver metal flake that physicist put off already has in his possession currently on loan from seller. Collectively, the quote unquote metal pieces. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, quick question: How long has uh, Hal put off been working with him? Like, it's been uh, was it from the beginning, the beginning or yeah, I think so. Right, they had that agreement from. Not day one, but he kind of came on board. Yeah, I think Hal Putoff has been in it since, I mean, I've been aware of TTS. Yeah, he was like the only reason. Oh, my God, I'm going to laugh at myself so hard for saying this. He's the only (laughs) reason that serious researchers take TTSA seriously. (laughs) Okay, But fair, fair, though, because really there's something there. Maybe that's why Tom brought him on. Sorry, Thomas. Yeah, well, Thomas did bring on. Hal isn't the only respected no, he's, he's got a nice little group. Doing that, but... Right. 
Anyway. Yeah, this says, uh, the ownership of these assets, which were previously retained and studied by investigative journalist Linda Moulton Howe and are reported to have come from an advanced aerospace vehicle of unknown origin, allows TTSA to conduct rigorous scientific evaluations to determine its function and possible applications, stated a July 25th press release from To the Stars Academy. Uh, <clears throat> so apparently she got these from Coast to Coast AM host Art Bell. Yeah, um, Chris Cogswell, he does the Mad Scientist podcast. Uh, he had this to say. He said, I'd say that the chances of it being important scientifically are extremely slim. On top of that, it may not be much more than a piece of slag from an industrial process. For instance, it has been suggested this may be from the Betterton-Kroll Better process. Um, Chris Cogswell holds a PhD in chemical engineering, and he also hosts the Mad Scientist podcast. If uh, did I already say that? I don't know. Yeah, if no, I you did. said that once or twice. But all in his defense, that is a good podcast. Yeah, so. I haven't listened to it. I yeah, to I'm bad. Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. He's very vocal on Twitter. So, yeah. um, and with bismuth selling at roughly forty dollars per kilogram and magnesium at ten dollars per kilogram, the metal pieces would have to be huge in size to be worth the thirty-five thousand price tag. As the SEC document notes, they are not large. Cogswell suggests that the monetary value comes from, especially given the risk of it being nothing, faith in the material's history. They are not large. <laughs> That's not the first time you heard that. <laughs> That's a shitty deal right no. there. That's well, interesting. I Yeah, I caught that news, and I caught what he's doing. I'm – and again, he's kind of – did they set the date when they're releasing the info, or is it all hinging on – investigation research on what it is what it could be because i haven't caught that news yet because he says that they have it but i i swear to god he said something about well wait till november or something like he's got a timeline of some sort talking about about thomas. about thomas about thomas yes, releasing um, the materials I, I feel like he's constantly like just wait just wait right he's, right that's yeah like a scooby-doo thing just wait like yeah he's got tours to go on bro well, yeah. yeah. Well, that, there's that. It's in okay. So, devil's advocate. I hope it's something, especially for that fucking price. I hope well, it's something. Yeah, I hope it's something. I Jesus. If yeah, I. But then again, Art Bell. So if he purchased it from Art Bell, wouldn't? Well, he purchased it from Linda Howe. Who purchased it from Art Bell or got it from Art Bell? Yeah, somehow acquired. Um, right. So my question is, Art Bell, why? So in 2000, prior. In, in 2004, she gave a presentation at the XCON conference regarding these materials. In her lecture, a video of which has been on the internet for years, she suggests that the material could become a lifting body with the right amount of electromagnetic, electromagnetic static and certain RF frequency. These are undoubtedly the same materials mentioned by DeLong on his Joe Rogan interview where he stated, if you hit it with enough terahertz, it'll float. Which leads me to uh, the Roswell photos <laughs> of the crinkled tinfoil that was supposed to be part of the spaceship. Wouldn't it be neat to mm. have a hold of that if that was the case? Uh, it's just interesting at the end of Third Eye Spies when they're like kind of wrapping up where everybody is now. Uh, they talk about how Pudoff and what he's working on mm. when the movie came out and like he had some weird shit in his lab that was electrifying some shit. Oh, so. that's right. I remember that. Yeah, it, could be, it could be this material. Yeah. Huh, it all leads back to something. Okay, mm, so... That's interesting. And man, if they do have... If somehow this does come out and it's somehow extraterrestrial or something, I mean, 
Oh, no, no. Oh, I was just saying, uh, if they do, TTSA is killing it on their goal of making the UAP phenomenon mainstream. Is he going to be happy he just over fucking pay for some fucking industrial waste? That's, I, I, I mean, <laughs> probably that. <laughs> I hate to say that. And maybe, you know, if it is a good thing, he's like, oh, thank God I left Blink-182. Maybe there's that. <laughs> so I have no clue. Anyway, um, we're going to go on a quick promo, and then we'll come back and cover a little bit more news. Stand by. Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us gain visibility. You can call us at 801-252-69-45. You can also find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. On Instagram and Facebook, Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates. All right. Anyway. So, Elon Musk's conquest of Mars could kill a lot of aliens, comma, scientist warns. Uh, I was like that, comma. <laughs> this is from the Metro. So, when I read that headline, I thought that they were referring to Elon Musk as a scientist, and I was like, what? And just started laughing super hard. So, uh, <laughs> so astrobiologist Samantha Rolfe, uh, a lecturer at the University of Hedford, Hertfordshire, fears that humans could end up contaminating Mars with bacteria from Earth, which is a well-based fear as we are all fucking disgusting and just dirty, dirty things. Is that what it says in the article? No. No, that's (laughs) that's his own opinion, evidently. (laughs) Uh, Contamination may threaten alien organisms if they exist. It may also make it impossible to figure out whether or not microbes found on Earth are Martian or terrestrial in origin. That's a quote from her. Um, so the article goes on to talk about Musk getting on the subject during a conversation with Jack Ma, the CEO of um, of Alibaba, uh, that was hosted at a debate they were at for some reason. Um, he doesn't really talk about microbes, but has some quips about aliens. He said that he doesn't think we have seen any and that the government isn't hiding them. Someone asked him if he's been in Area 51 and he said something smart ass like SpaceX has Area 59 and that's eight times better. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck Elon Musk. Uh, I mean he said some shit like he's like aliens don't exist. If they did I would know about it. Yeah. 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 How egotistical is that shit? Yeah. He's such a fucking dipshit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah but the Tesla dude come he's, on. He's basically like citing the theory that uh, once civilizations advance to a certain point they inevitably destroy themselves. Um, before they become spacefaring, which is why, to mainstream science, we haven't seen aliens because the universe should be teeming with life. But yeah. if everyone's as dumb as we fucking are and blows themselves up or ruins their environment before they can get out, we just never quite get there. Yeah. Or uh, by we, I mean the collective. The life. Yeah, 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 yeah the, right. Yeah, I know. The royal we. Um, so. That, and that's like a theory that a lot of like astrophysicists and astrobiologists kind of subscribe to. Um, well, and then you have the Fermi paradox where it's like, just, I would just think about that. Exactly. Yeah. It just can't get here. The universe right. is teeming right. with life, but the distances are so vast that we'll never be able to talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. I mean, look how much we're finding that it's bigger than we thought it was on top of what we thought it was on top of what we thought it was. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But 
in this theory, there are some assumptions that are doing very, very heavy lifting. So uh, this is discounting every single UFO sighting as a hoax or swamp gas or anything ex- like that it couldn't be anything extraterrestrial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this all is also ignoring all of the recent disclosures by the Navy regarding the ATIP videos and uh, known misinformation campaigns ran by the government just because we're fucking idiots who will probably destroy ourselves before we are able to colonize the rest of the solar system doesn't mean that every other civilization that's ever existed anywhere in the entire fucking universe is also that dumb. Yeah. Like that's that's a pretty big that that's a jump dude. Pretty big judgment to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um he did make some fair points about uh the inevitability of an external or internal event causing the earth to be uninhabitable. And that we need to try and colonize Mars, not just as an escape hatch, but because of uh, of this inevitability. Uh, but he showed his ass yet again, saying an unforced internal error, completely disregarding the current climate crisis and point of no return. We are willingly speeding towards, in short, fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's. Why don't we just dump uh, our resources and trying to figure out how to like slow down what we're already yeah, doing to this spend, planet? Like we're already we're already here. Like let's figure out how to fix this, this. motherfucker has enough money that he could spend double what he's spending on SpaceX on fighting climate change and not even notice the money. Was agreed, there. agreed. Yeah. Although you know what, you have the other side of the party. Um, I was listening to a podcast and some news articles today that were talking about. There's still a lot of people that are not convinced. Uh, and I'm, I, I say convinced because I, I don't see how it can't be a thing that we don't have climate change going on, that it's a conspiracy, that it's something that's supposed to roll out in 2030 called a carbon tax. And it's this new money that's supposed to come into our economy global wide. So like there's still people talking like that. And that blows my fucking mind. Whenever you bring up climate change and people start talking about the economy and how it could trying to fight climate change could hurt the economy, which they do if you bring up the carbon tax. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> whenever, uh, whenever that happens, like the only answer to that is like, what the fuck good is an economy if we can't breathe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, no one's gonna have a job if we're fucking dead. I'm with you. No one's going to have a job if we're fucking starving. But what I'm saying is a pe- there still are people that don't see that. They don't believe it's happening. Well, well, that's and that just rocks my world. So. Human selfishness yeah. because they yeah. have to make a change in no. their lives. It's yeah. like when you talk about like the 2% or the two cent tax that Elizabeth Warren is talking about on people, like oh, on money Jesus, over. Dude. like So on if you make more than $10 million a year, two cents of a dollar over $10 million a year would get taken out. Two right. fucking cents. Right. That would be enough money to provide health care for the entire country, right. to fight climate change, to make higher education free. Right. And millions, motherfuckers millions who don't even make a million dollars a year fucking come at it like, oh, they're going to raise my taxes. And, Bitch, they don't want anything that's yours. I, don't, I feel like it's people that make like $82,000 a year like flipping out about it. It's like, yo, dog. Yeah, you know, <laughs> is, like, that, is, that, the, is that the cutoff right there? I mean, that's just a random number, but it's like, you don't even yeah, make with close. You. It's yeah. like middle yeah. class conservatives that like, dude, you make 50 grand a year. I, I just, know. yeah. Again, They're not you talking know. about raising yeah. your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's um, talk about something weird. Well, I'm going to stem off that a little bit. And this is actually weird, but it's a little bit on the political side as well. A news conference invites troublemakers to discuss UFOs and doomsday. So on Tuesday, the Founders Fund, which does exist because I did look it up, 
a Silicon Valley venture capital firm known for being one of Facebook's earliest investors, announced the creation of a new conference called, ready? I'm listening. Hereticon. Hereticon. Yes. So what? (laughs) Hereticon. Um, Another conference. Big deal, right? But what sets Hereticon apart from countless other conferences is a list of topics up for discussion. According to the announcement, the heretics and troublemakers in attendance will explore everything from UFOs and doomsday prepping to immortality and the benefits of starvation. So this is known as an anti-conference for the most part. The announcement positions uh, Hereticon as something of an anti-conference, encouraging readers to imagine a conference for people banned from other conferences. Attendees will purportedly include many of our culture's most important troublemakers in the fields of knowledge necessary to the progressive improvement of our civilization. The Founders Fund wrote, before listing the wide range of topics up for discussion. So this is happening of May 2020 in New Orleans. Thoughts? Uh, Can we go? Um, Really? The benefits of starvation? Thank you. That was the first thing that I went, oh, hold on. But then again, when you start thinking about that, now you start thinking about other conspiracy philosophies as uh, Agenda 21, Well, where there's a population about, control. That's where my mind went. Are they talking yeah. about that or are they talking about intermittent fasting? I With the doomsday Inter- and the prepping, I don't think that's what they're talking about. I think there's about. a difference between starvation and intermittent fasting. Yeah. I mean, I intermittent Tomatoes fast tomorrow. every day for like four <laughs> hours at least. No, I think it really has something to do with the Agenda 21, population control, hmm. do how they, are we going to look at this? Do they have any key speakers that are going to be at this? Not yet. They just announced it. It's, it's fairly recent. Um, there's no speakers I can see. There's nothing that uh, it does say. Uh, Peter Thiel's venture fund just announced Hereticon. Wait. He's kind of the founder of it. Is that the dude from fucking Typo Negative? No, that's Peter Steele, and he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't Big, know that. Tall, right, creepy guy, but he's pretty cool. So, yeah. Anyway, just you know, stimming off your story. I, I, I don't, I don't know. No, that's, <laughs> I don't that know. is weird as fuck. Because like, is that something they, else? How are they like talking like, about the topics? I just feel like, man. Speakers? I feel like from the the description of that, like. You're gonna see like Richard Spencer all of a sudden start talking and like mm. him, oh, Jesus, him calling himself a progressive or something like that. <laughs> Probably you know? exactly. Like, I just I just feel like uh, I don't well, know. We're topsy turvy anyway. It, even if you exclude like our little group that we just like the high strangeness, you know, you look at people who have a label and they're in their own little territories. Mm-hmm. This is a whole nother territory of its own, and I, you know, if it gets ground, it could be fucking dangerous in my opinion. But yeah. it sounds dangerous. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, keep an eye on that. I'd like to see some updates from yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. I've already uh, signed up for the conference. Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking <laughs> that Wait, shit up. So I did not. Right? <laughs> no, I, I want to go. I want to go to New Orleans, but I don't fucking know if I want to be part of that thing. I don't know if I want to yeah, go to New Orleans that. in May, though. No. Well, uh, I guess it's probably not too hot there yet. No, I don't know. No. I've never been. We'll see. I got a buddy that wants me to go. Mitch from Canada wants to go. So anyway, any hook. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about. Uh, well, I just want to talk about weird lights in the sky. Your coworker, who is it? Um. So okay. So I'm not gonna release his name because I'm sure. not sure. Um. This is so. What you're gonna talk about? This is might kind of almost wrap up. We might have one more news story after, but 
we wanted to get into this because um, you have a topic that's been out and it's kind of on all the news media. Yeah, it's I had something everywhere. that was piggybacked off that from, so my company has like 14 sites around the world. Um, Bangalore is one that we just built. I'm, you know, we're obviously in Salt Lake City, Utah. And this other site was in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. And a uh, regional manager had just sent it to me on a whim because he kind of knew I'm into this stuff and went, hey, what do you think? So, John, do your story, and then uh, we'll talk about the picture, and we'll kind of do some, I, I guess, discussion around it. Is that fair yeah, to say? Sure. Um, okay. So there was some people, I think some Hurricane Dorian relief aid, and they were on a ferry in North Carolina, and they happened to take a picture, or not a picture, there's video of a bunch of strange lights in the sky. Um, they're in the middle of the ocean, and I think there's like 14 just bright lights. Right. I in, counted them. There's 14. Four, yeah, <laughs> there's 14, crazy. and uh, uh, it's, it's what, what is it, like twilight, early morning? Like, it doesn't really look daytime. It doesn't look like it. it the look, sunset came up yet. It looks like it's just on the cusp it, of that. The yeah, booming. like, there's, it's, uh, the sun is setting, and... Um, yeah, there's just 14 giant lights just sitting there in the middle of the ocean. And, I mean, that's that's all I can report on it, really. Um, well, what's cool about it is um, there was – so if you watch a video, which, what, again, it's out there. You know, he – not only – and this is really kind of cool. I love it when they do this because it's not like a focus thing and there's nothing else to contract it to. Yeah. But he looks at it. He goes, what is this? And he scans over to the right and scans over to the left. And he says, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. We're on a boat. We're not – we don't know what's going on, but here it is. He comes back to it, yeah, and it's still there. And a little closer, if you really blow up the video, and to me, that's what makes it interesting because you you have a, a an abstract of what's going on on each side and kind of in the sky in general. I I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Did you see the video? Did you see the video? I, I've seen the video a bunch. Yeah. Um. There's people that. Um. It's like. So what were the objects? In likelihood, the lights were nothing more than a military training operation being undertaken over the coast. Bullshit. Sure. As to the specific source of these lights, they appear to resemble chaff flares, a variety of countermeasure that is commonly used during training exercises. <coughs> Bullshit. Not that fucking high in the sky. There's no way. I mean, according to a North Carolina Military Affairs Commission map atlas for 2016, much of the airspace above the Outer Banks, I guess that's where it is, is a designated protection area for the Marine Corps, the primary use for which involves helicopter flight operations. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't buy all that. That's like just the same rhetoric. That's the same story over, like, yeah, for everything. It, it's a it's a fucking cop out, right? And you know what? North Carolina isn't too far away from where some of these videos that the Navy's released. I was going to uh, ask, isn't there a part in North Carolina that also has like? thunderous booms all the time mm, like not not the horns but like the thing that's yeah, i like think it, so booms. it's close but at the same time well and here's a question for you how many military bases and or nuclear because if it's off the coast of north carolina do they is there a navy base there there's a isn't camp well it says um 
I the Marines have two air stations yeah. in the area, and helicopter training is a big part of their okay. operations. Isn't one of the Marines training camps there, too? Like- well, the Marine Corps has three bases along North Carolina's southeastern coastline and uses several auxil- auxiliary fields for flight operation training. Okay, so here... Okay. So, the, my two cents. Again, with the video. He captured the video. He turned it on. They were in a cluster. He went left. He went right. If they're saying they're anything from any kind of a weapons exercise, I fucking guarantee you when he came back after scanning the rest of the skies, they would not be there because that's not how that works. Yeah. They've, they've got to go up. They've right. got to go down. They, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So bullshit. Sorry. And there's like no real rhyme or reason to the formation either. No, not really. See, that's what like, caught me too, because it is a cluster. Yeah, it's just like a weird cluster. There's no like semblance to any type of like actual thought out formation that I would assume that military would do. Like, all right, James, you're over here. Kurt, you're over here. Like, we're all going to make this. Yeah, I mean, they right. name their right. formations like, Fucking you know what I mean? Like, they're very meticulous about it. It's not like, all right, uh, four of you go over here and kind of get as close as you can. Uh, <laughs> Everybody just kind of chill. I don't right. know. Hang me out and with a, your friends. Me and a few of the boys are going to go over here. like, that, And that's kind of what this cluster looks like. Yeah, it. Um, I don't buy that. So on the tip hop of that, um, going back to what we talked about before. So it was funny. It was Monday morning, and I got a regional manager that actually works at a Rio Rancho, New Mexico. But he covers five or six sites in our area, mostly most of the remote sites on the western side. And again, you know, he really loved the guy. The guy's a great, great dude. He um, he knows I'm into this. He knows we have a podcast, what's going on. And he sent me this picture. And and I sent, the minute I got it, I actually sent it to you two. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes along with the North Carolina thing. And so just so you know, so you listeners aren't in the complete dark, we're going to post this on Instagram. We're going to post this on Twitter. We'll put a little comment to it. But this was sent out from a, uh, a, a facilities associate, basically, that showed up early in the morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Sun was just coming up. And he had he was parked. He walked through the parking lot. He's getting to the building of our site in Ray Rancho. And he just caught out of the corner of his eye, and he spun around, and he snapped a pick. And it's one pick. And, you know, I guess I want your thoughts on this, guys, because I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of floored, to be honest with you. I don't have an answer for it. If you look at the picture, you, and again, we'll post this so, so you can see it. And then by all means, you know, uh, strangejungles at gmail.com. Um, you can call our hotline, 801 uh, 252-69. Yeah, give it a call. 45. And you can tell us what you think because basically it is a two perfectly triangular light patterns in the sky, one after another. You know, if you had two laser birds, this is what this would look like. And then there's two dots right yeah, the, above that. The two dots above it are what I'm That's what That's what my about. manager said because it, it seems symmetrical with very, the pattern. Very symmetrical. I wish I knew more about photography, really, because this looks like some kind of streaking in the sky a little bit. But from... Uh, and, and I get the streaking. Okay, see, so maybe, you know, you see falling stars. Well, all that other stuff. This isn't this because literally you have so if you look at the patterns for those of you listening again we'll we'll post this um there's basically four lights in a triangular V shape and they are just absolutely identical 
along with the two lights above and and in reference to like how far away they are how far they aren't it's hard to tell because basically he just snapped a pick in the sky yeah well and and the there's two formations of four lights making that v pattern and that does look like a flight formation to me it, like, it not saying ex- they're absolutely because that's right. weird looking but like this is what a what a actual flight formation would look yeah, like. Yeah, that. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah, that is definitely what a flight formation would look like. Right, but there's no way that's on any airplane, and no. there's no way that's on any fighter. Yeah, or any no, no, military. No. Like if you if you zoom in, it looks to me like it's four separate objects in each formation. It does. It doesn't look like they're attached because you don't yeah. see a mass body that hooks them all together, and they're not equidistant. Like no, this not at all. this does actually look like the way. Uh, fighter jets fly in all separate yeah right but i'm like not to say that's what i think it is because it's just weird i mean it is weird and those the two the two lights above the the two triangular shapes whatever you want to call i mean this is just a really weird picture that i have yeah and if anybody wants to take a look at it and kind of throw their knowledge by all means yeah i'm sure that Probably almost everyone that listens to this knows more about pretty much everything than we do. <laughs> well, and this is something that he just... Uh, so, by the way, his name's Conrad. Um, I'll just give his first name out there. Uh, he He's floored by it because he he can't explain it. And and I don't blame him, really, because we're looking at it. We can't really explain it. You talk about... You you know, kind of piggyback off the story you had. This is not as grandiose, mind you, with the clusters. But this is something else I mean, that you just, I just can't explain. An, this is an interesting photo for sure. So... You know, I just can't help but look at the two lights above this for some yeah. reason. The two lights above this—that's what gets me. Like what it, it, they seem like they're in the exact than, same pattern, but they're just yeah, yeah, but not streaky. They look yeah, like if, right. I mean, I don't know if it was like a flight formation of like military craft or something. I wonder why they're separate from everybody else. Yeah. Like maybe different type of plane. I don't know. But. Could be. So I did ask them these questions too. Um, they are really they're so I asked Burl about Dulce. Which is the Air Force Base that, well, not Air Force Base. Is it Air Force Base? No. That's the one that's underground. Is it Army? Uh, it's the one that I think is debated whether it actually exists. I Correct. Don't know if they, Correct. If they, they say you know it, there's sure. like 15 levels underground, something like that. Yeah, that's where uh, Rob, not Rob Schneider, Phil Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider. Did he go there? Do his Bigelow, the well, Jigolo? Yeah. <laughs> Phil Schneider, I think. Damn, that's a huge bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's where he said that uh, there's underground bases and he got in a firefight with yeah, correct. And I don't know if like correct. any of that, including the if there's even an actual installation there, has ever been verified. It, it's really hard it to has get not. to. And it really is tough, and there's not much on the top side. Like you barely see anything. And the reason they named Dulce is because there is a town there that's that's what's called. Yeah. Dulce, um, New Mexico. Right. And so he's he said they're about 120 miles from that. There's another base that they're close to. And so I, I was just kind of filling out, like, okay, well, you know, is there What's around you type thing? Yeah, well, how close is like White Sands to that? And White Sands, I don't know. I, I don't think you knew either. But yeah, I mean, well, uh, again, Mexico. Ray Rancho. We can look it up. Ray Rancho to White Sands. I, I yeah. if anybody wants to Google uh, that. All right, but. I'll get my Google fingers out. Hold on a second. <laughs> but it, it's just so I had these questions, and and you know, obviously, when I saw the picture, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, if anybody listening to this, go. Go to our Instagram or wherever you want to look at this picture, and yeah, yeah we'll put it on, we'll put it on the web page too um, for the episode. 
Just maybe we'll do a, a contest out of that. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure so, something out. Just give us your two cents, yeah. especially if anybody knows a lot more about photography than I do, because I don't really know anything right. about it. Because the green lights look like they could be. I don't. Man, I just don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe it, maybe it's a it, it's a streak from the camera, and it just made that pattern. Mm. I I don't. I yeah. have no clue. Well, and that's why I think like uh, the streaky thing. It could be some weird effect with the with the lens or the camera. Right. right. But I then mean, you got these camera got, phone, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just a smartphone. Yeah, sure. Like, sure. But, I mean, then you got sure. the two lights above that. I'm just like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Completely floored. So the first people also ask when I Googled Rio Rancho, New Mexico is Rio Rancho, New Mexico safe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Nice. This new photo evidence. Um, let me. That's interesting. <laughs> y'all talk for a minute while I do some Google. Let me know because that's one of our sites, so it's not safe. I'm gonna have to go <laughs> there and figure some out. But no, I just thought that number one, I thought it was neat that he sent it, and number two, um, I just can't make heads or tails of it to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't so, either. Um, you know, I like it a lot though. Yeah, and and you know what's funny is that on this episode, I really tried hard to find. You know, and we all do. We do, you know, like you're the alien guy and you're the, you know, the conspiracy the kinda, angry guy. He's the, the angry guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm really keyboard. the conspiracy guy because I think 99% of it is bullshit. Uh, true. You're true. And, uh, you know, I'm the ghost guy. So we all have something to to bring to the table and, and I try to bring more paranormal because it is Halloween type thing. But man, I couldn't find it on this one. A lot of the news is just, it's all... Aliens are here. This is what we're doing. Mars has water. Like, it just was yeah. one thing after another. It's kind of inundating to a certain point. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely crazy. So, uh, Rio Rancho is near Albuquerque. Um, okay. Which is also, I don't, sorry, I'm not going to, like, get my measuring stick out and see how many centimeters away and convert that to miles, but it's not too far away from Los Alamos. And there's um, a base there, I think, right? Yeah, there's, oh, like, yeah. a lab there. It's weird. Okay. In fact, that the lab nuclear... got controversially closed for a few days, like a year or two ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. that's where a lot of the Manhattan Project happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Interesting. So there's stuff around there. Okay, fair. You know, I mean, it's it goes back to the talk of the professors who a lot of them have something to document in New Mexico, Colorado, these mm-hmm. kind of these rural areas. I mean, so. New Mexico's always been a place of lore and legend and possible yeah. what have you so yeah true very true um, okay yeah i just definitely would really like some feedback on this photo that we got okay well there you go we're gonna throw give it out there the man and what he wants just give me what i want <laughs> we're gonna throw it out there and then uh, by all means uh you guys we have multiple ways to reach us uh we're curious hopefully you are too so you know let us know um josh what do you got on your side man so uh The headline is, Hear the Sounds of Mars with These Incredible Audio Samples from Insight. It's by Georgia, uh, sorry, Georgina Torbett uh, from Digital Trends. So uh, NASA's Insight lander is stuck in place due to an issue with its drill, but it is still collecting a ton of useful information. Its first mixtape release posted to NASA's SoundCloud page features the sounds of two Mars quakes. NASA has a SoundCloud page. And Jesus. You, that... I thought you were going to go for Mars quakes. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> to create the soundscapes, NASA engineers sped up the sounds and processed them, but they are still pretty quiet. Uh, we're going to play them here. Um, I think we've got them loud enough. Um, yeah, I think they'll come so through. 
Here we go. This is the first quake, which was a 3.7 magnitude. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, there's like 15 the, the, seconds left. The lips. Want to cut or whatever? Wonderful. Like, you know. And then uh, this is the second quake. The clip's a little bit shorter. I think it's like 15 seconds, but it was like 3.3 uh, magnitude. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, analyzing the sounds shows that uh, the Martian surface is much drier than Earth and has more in common with the moon, uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. The lack of, this is a direct quote from the article, the lack of water filling in cracks allows the sound to quote unquote ring longer on Mars than it would on Earth. And that made me think of uh, the moon ringing. The bell when, ringing. Uh, when they actually when they landed on landed, it. Yeah. Where they crashed something into the moon to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes so. me think of that. Hmm. Um, and then there's a bonus track titled Dinks and Donks. <laughs> that's a sample of different sounds heard by the lander while it was listening for Mars quakes. Cool band. Uh, these include gusts of wind and uh, the seismometer itself. So a lot of that is like the dome over the seismometer. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, a lot of that is like the covering over that, like shrinking and contracting with the heating and cooling of like the sun going over. Mm. Um, so it's See, just that shit like, amazes me. Yeah. It's like you're sitting in your house and it starts yeah. getting cool. And like space noises in general. Yeah. It just fucking just amazes me. Uh, this was years ago. Um, but like... NASA analyzed all the like sounds, like the low frequency sounds that all the planets in the solar system make and like sped them up so they'd be audible and put it, put those recordings out. And that was really interesting and cool. There's one I caught, uh, I think four or five months ago where it literally was the sounds of space and they were, uh, it was actually Saturn's rings, I think, and how everything mm -hmm. floated or it was just, it was very yeah. surreal. Uh, the yeah. void of space is a noisy ass bitch. Yeah, it really is. And you would think space would not be just off the top of my head, but yeah, there it is. Yeah, so. so cool. Anyway, it's yeah, just that's so awesome. weird that there's something that we put on Mars right now, just collecting data. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just and luckily, because it came from NASA, it's probably not full of bacteria <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> so microbes funny. dirtying up the place. So funny. 
So I got a quick little news story, and then John, if you have something to wrap up, I'm I'm done after this. I don't really have uh, have anything else. I I think it's been a pretty good episode. I think we covered the basis. Um, but this was fun because I absolutely love this. Is more of my thing. I like fun. Yeah, this is really fun. The like A-lister was party. knocking back spirits and belting out folk songs with musician Hugh Kelly when the police showed up. Do you guys want to guess who the A-lister was that was doing that in Scotland? Who's Hugh Kelly? Sean Connery. It was actually Bill Murray. But nice try. Oh. So Ghostbuster Bill Murray saved boozy student house party from police shutdown. <laughs> Bill Murray was hailed as a hero after stopping the police from breaking up a boozy student house party. Um, the Ghostbuster star knocked back spirits as he belted out folk songs, which nice catch line, guys. Um, but officers arrived in the early hours after the neighbors complained about the noise. Musician Hugh Kelly, who invited the A-lister back after they drank together at a gig, said, Bill stood up and just stared at them. Then the police were like, oh, sorry, guys, just keep it down a bit. Have a good night. Hugh said that after the police left, the star at 69 told revelers, I don't <laughs> fear the police, but I do respect their power. <laughs> so he was there evidently for a golf championship at uh, Alfred Dunhill Links um, that he was waiting to play in. So, yeah. Who, who's Hugh Kelly? Um, I don't know. I'm more concerned with Bill Murray. I don't know who Hugh <laughs> Kelly is. Who is this Hugh Kelly you speak <laughs> of? Why are they even mentioning Yeah, Hugh? what the fuck? Uh, because he's the one that actually described it on some British talk show of some oh. sort, evidently. But uh, anything and, with and Bill Murray involved he just involved stood is up awesome. and stared at the cops? Like, uh, was he like... I don't know what the stare down was like, like, but fucking mad dogging him with his chest all puffed. I just still, you know who I am. You know who I am and you're going to leave. Right. Exactly. Well, and what's funny is that this is in Scotland. So everybody knows Bill Murray, even Scotland. That's what's Uh, so fucking cool about it. I wonder if he like just walked over to the piano and was like, (laughs) it's me. They they hate this. They hate this. (laughs) But I think the quote's fucking funny. I don't fear the police, but I do respect their power. So anyway, quick little funny story. Um, So I want to do an update on a news story I did a while ago. And we mentioned Oumuamua earlier, but there was the second interstellar traveler going through our universe. Um, I think they just discovered it a couple months ago. Yeah, Um, we found it early enough to get actual data, right? Yeah, it's uh, called 2i slash Borisov, named after the, the... yeah. the astronomer that found it. Um, now an international team has spotted traces of a colorless gas called cyanogen, cyanogen inside the object. This may this is made of a carbon atom and a nitrogen atom bonded together. If a human breathed in a large enough dose of the gas, they would die. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty <laughs> sweet. Um, unlike cigar-shaped Oumuamua, the first interstellar object discovered two years ago, 2i Borisov appeared as a faint comet with a surrounding atmosphere of dust particles and a short tail. Professor Alan Fitzsimmons of Queen's University, Belfast, and colleagues from Europe, the United States, and Chile used the William Herschel Telescope on La Palma in the Canary Islands to detect the gas in the comet. But it wasn't easy. He said, Our first attempt was on Friday, the 13th September, but we were unlucky and were thwarted by the brightness of the sky so close to the sun. But the next attempt? Guess what, guys? It was successful. Okay. Nice. Way to go, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Emmanuel J. Han is now monitoring the comet using the Trappist North Telescope in Morocco. Um, 
We are used to seeing comet images, but this one is so special. Looking at it nearly every morning for two weeks now, I'm fascinated by the fact this object is not like the many others I have been observing, but is truly coming from another star, probably very far away. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I really like outer space. It, it's just yeah, it blows just my really mind, cool. dude. I mean, it just yeah, yeah. There, there's something. Despite the alien talk and everything else going on. There's something about, I, I just wish we had, or maybe we do, and nobody's saying anything, the capability to explore more mm. other than moon and Mars. and uh, You know what I mean? Don't make me rant again. Uh, I know. This is going to be a topic. We have it? the capability, but the fucking rich-ass motherfuckers are hoarding all the wealth. Yeah, I know. I know it's sad. But anyway, I think that's cool. Hopefully we gather more off this one um, mm. because I know we caught a muamua. I think it was literally on its way out. We we just barely caught the blip. Yeah, I think it was in our, so, I think it was in our, uh, I don't know, solar system yeah. for like two weeks. It right. was hauling right. ass and yeah. we didn't see it until it was already past us. And not only that, but the trajectory of how it was going was weird. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Um, Borisov is on a hyperbolic trajectory, which means its path looks like a curve rather than the ellipse you'd expect from an object orbiting the sun. Mm. So just... It's that. a probe. Tell me there's an alien probe. Solve? Maybe there's an alien hiding behind it. You know, what's, you know what's funny about that? Maybe. So NASA didn't discover that. You know who discovered that? An amateur Ukrainian astronomer. Somebody that just happened to have their eyes on the right page. It was a NASA with all these powerful uh, telescopes and everything we're looking out to the sky. It was just an amateur that said, oh, hey, look. Yeah. I, I just find that weird. But, you know, maybe that's just me. No, uh, NASA does have a program that's uh, that is looking at the skies, trying to catch, like, incoming shit that might hit our planet and kill us all. Right, right. They do have a program for that, but, like... They are seriously underfunded. Yeah. Like they never, even in the heyday of the of the moon race, they were still underfunded then, and their funding is just fucking gone. Yeah, yeah, and I totally understand that, and I know they have no money to do anything. But again, for something that's been around for a long time, yeah, that's not their fault. That's not their. Problem. No, it's not. No, I don't know. Yeah, teach your own. I mean, it so. is, but it, I mean, it is just cool that uh, an amateur astronomer. Was able to spot it before okay, anybody yeah. else. Yeah, with the technology. Did Definitely. you guys ever see the movie Deep Impact? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Are you really bringing that up right now? <laughs> was it Was it Deep Impact or was it Armageddon? Where the dude they the came amateur, out the same time. I, I know, think. same year. Right. But where the uh, amateur astronomer finds the world killer that's coming for Earth and names it after his ex-wife because she's an evil bitch. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but I'm, I'm sure it's on there. So, uh, that sounds like a Michael Bay joint. That's got to be Armageddon. That's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so do you have anything else? If we no, no? I'm all good. I'm all tapped yeah. out on the news, boys. Oh, yeah, I think we're time spent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we always like the news episodes because they are fun, and we get to kind of banter back and forth. Keep in mind, again, this is October, so we do have some things lined up. I think we're going to talk about witches and warlocks here. You know, shortly before the uh, the month of October is over, along with other things. So, you know, join us for that. But we always want to make sure that we put the news out there one way or another. Um, any promos? Anything got anything that we want to talk about? I think I talked about everything I wanted to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get spooky. I think so. I Very had a spooky so. news story, but it turned out to be a dud. Mm, bummer. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and uh, we'll go from there. Remember, if you have any news reports, you can write us at strangles at gmail.com. You can check out our website at mystrangles.com. And we actually have some YouTube videos up there. So for the last episode for the Haunted Seas, there are a couple clips from the actual Queen Mary. And I've had a few people come to me and go, hey, did you hear that little girl giggling in the background of your video? I didn't catch it. Wait, what? Yeah, evidently okay. on the on the clip. So we'll see. There's part one, there's part two out there. Um, so we're going to slowly kind of put things out and uh, hopefully you guys like it. Also, please look at that photo that we're gonna post on Instagram. Yeah, we're yes. gonna we're gonna put it on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, let's get some we feedback could put it on YouTube. I don't know, let's just but, get some feedback yeah. on it. But in that case, let's close the gates. C- c- close them. Indeed.